0: Hi there, everybody, back with week four of six on Garen's Identity Series. And this week we got super, super practical, and Garen even did his darndest to get a card into our hands so that we could follow along with him and take it with us everywhere we go. So if you have the card and you don't know where it is right now, pause this, go get it, bring it back, because we're gonna be talking about it. If you do not have the card yet, maybe you... um, didn't get one at church, or you threw it away, or you didn't make it at church. Um, don't turn this off. Follow along with us. We'll try and paint a mental picture for you, but do your best to get one. They're going to be at the info desk for the next few weeks, so come into church and snag one of those. It's just a little white postcard, and it's got some uh, different diagrams on it. You'll you'll know when you see it, but make sure you grab one of those. So, Garen, we're in week four, four of six, Yeah, two-thirds of the way done. Can't believe it. And um, everyone is basically healed of their identity issues. Yeah, so well we're all done, good. man. We're done. It's, it's, it's good. Finished.
1: It's yeah.
0: The chiefs fans had their idols demolished. So they're healthy. <laughs> yeah. I had my dreams fulfilled. So I'm healthy. I'm, I'm healthy in a good place. So it's excellent, man. No. Um, you know, we do these, we have like word counters on these, on your messages. Did you know that we have like it tracks what <laughs> words pop up where? Oh yeah. And you're trending really well with, uh, with conservatives these days because you said the word Trump like 18 times in your message. <laughs> That's funny. And then I clicked on and realized it was talking about the Rook yeah, card. Yeah, the root card. Sorry. I thought you got really political beforehand. <laughs> so uh. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Just kidding. We don't count words. Um, but hey, this one really was all about getting practical because, Garen, for a while, you've been talking about functional identity and foundational identity and- and it's been very helpful and very good. But this week, you really brought it down to kind of a gut level. Like, how am I really going to live this out? What does it look like in my life when right. I live it well, when I don't live it well? And so that's kind of where we're where we're camping out today. So we've kind of got a list of a few things we want to talk about. Do you think there's a spot to start that would be best?
1: Yeah, just even that. I You know, the, that Swindoll quote I love, which is, know who you are, accept who you are, and be who you are. And I've really been focusing more on the know, and accept so that we would know who we are in Christ, know our belovedness in Him, and that that would start getting into our hearts. This week was really for me about, I wanted to give tools like how to be who you are, how to live into it, more things, disciplines, things that help you to live into it. So that was, I was just trying to get it more into our behavioral, into our lives, and not just in our head and our heart. So
0: I think a question that you came into this with was, how do I know if I'm living with this orphan spirit or how do I know if I'm really living as a child of God? Um, And one of the things that we did to answer that was you shot that video with Lisa. Yeah. And she talked about her connection from adopting a child to all your talk about orphans and what it means. And then spiritually how we can choose to live as orphans and what that might feel like if you were to invite someone into your home and then they were to shun you and do their own thing and go their own way. And how that's how God must feel when he invites us into his family yeah, and then right. we're there for a while and yeah. then we decide to turn our back on yeah. him. And uh, that was really powerful. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't even here Sunday. I had to watch later, but I had people texting me and talking to me even last night as we watched the Super Bowl about how good that part of it was. Yeah. So why do you think that resonates with people so much? And um I don't know anything you want to say about what Lisa said.
1: Cause I think even if though I'm not, I've never adopted, but I think those of us that are parents can understand that feeling of what if, what if my own son or daughter was like, I don't want to live in the room you've given me, I'm going to live outside or the things that you've done to love me. I'm not going to accept that. Or, you know, if a kid's, one of your kids is working hard, raking leaves and you're like, you know, day and night and you're like, why are you doing that? Like, well, I got to earn my way in the family or else I'm not loved. You'd, I mean, so I think it resonates because as a parent, you know how you would feel. And then just to realize, wow, that's how God feels. Every time I'm living as an orphan, it's like, how does that, how must that feel to him to Hmm. not be living in his love? That's why,
0: to me, why I thought it was really powerful. Yeah. We can all kind of imagine that and relate to that on some level. Garen, let's talk about the card itself. On one side, you kind of have this infinity figure eight looking kind of diagram and on the top hoop. Uh, It's about I am whose I am, which is where we live when we are living as a child of God. The bottom is all about living as an orphan, kind of in isolation. And so um, if you got your card and you see that, then that, I mean, maybe you know that, but maybe you need a little help with it. So those are kind of the two circles there. Um, Garen, I I guess that question is, you know, you talked about how we get out of the bottom circle and up into the the top one or how do we remain in that top one um and that was through detection and through discipline so i guess my first question is just um i don't know how how do we go about doing this like what's step 1 i've got this card in my hand so what's next well
1: to me detection is that the detection one is is how do how do i know when i've gotten down here cuz sometimes you'll get down there and you don't know it uh, like I get talked about a couple of years ago, I was going through some stuff and I, for a couple of months, was living in an orphan spirit, but it, it wasn't registering with me until it kind of hit me. I think God kind of showed me that. So I think that whole thing of of learning to more quickly know and detect when you're living down there is so, really important.
0: So we can live as an orphan and not even realize Yeah, it. I think so. I think probably a lot of people have been living for years that way. Wow.
1: Yeah, so to me, that's why that detection is so important is the sooner I can figure that out, and the I can get back into that place of living as his child, the better. And so that's why those four detection things was like, how, what are some clues that I'm living down there?
0: So those four clues to detection are actually really helpful for us if you think that we could be living unknowingly uh-huh. as an orphan, right? So the four clues to know if you're living maybe as an orphan were inadequ- feelings of inadequacy, um, success and failure hitting you especially hard, constant comparison or competition to an unhealthy level, um, and then problem emotions rising often in your spirit. Yeah. And m- I, maybe even the same ones over and over again. Yeah.
1: Right. Or even, yeah, anytime just one of those happens, if if suddenly I get, yeah, sudden if something hits me with deep sadness to, to ask the question, why is that? Is that an identity thing? Have I tied myself to something? Maybe I'm losing it or it's being threatened hmm. and it's, it's pushing me down there. And this is like showing, that emotion shows me that I'm living down there right hmm. now.
0: So You talked about also things that can possibly like life events maybe they can maybe we're up here living as a child of God and it's good. And there are these life events that can tend to push us down into that cycle of being an orphan. Yeah. I don't know if you mentioned that on Sunday morning or not, but we talked about it before this. And A, why is it important that we know that? And B, what are some of those
1: Yeah, I mentioned it yesterday very briefly, but I do so I'm glad we can talk about it more that sometimes um it may be not that I'm tying my identity to something, but something will happen in my life, like some negative events going on, or maybe I'm not getting a prayer answered, or something's not happening the way I think I should. And then I start saying or feeling like, well, maybe God doesn't really love me. Maybe he doesn't really care for me. Maybe he doesn't have my best interest in mind because he's not doing what I want. And when I start thinking that way, then I'm down here in this orphan thing. I'm I'm living as if my father up there really doesn't care. He doesn't, he's not going to take care of me, so I've got to protect myself, and now I'm just living all alone, and I'm trying to fix my own life, I'm trying to to, to make everything work the way I want to, and then I'm not trusting and patient with him. Hmm. So I think sometimes the way we respond to negative things, that's why I like David so much, when I mentioned prayer down in the discipline thing, that right. you see him wrestling with that orphan spirit, like, how come you haven't answered me, but he's always coming back in those Psalms to, to bringing himself from to back to belief and like but this is who you are and i'm going to trust in that i think he was good at taking life events processing them so he didn't
0: stay down here but hmm. he was in a healthy place hmm, hmm, hmm. and what are some of those life events that could tend to do that to oh, us oh man i don't know like something
1: bad happens or you've been waiting on something or praying for something that's not coming or you have a hope or dream and it just never comes to fruition and hmm. you're just like what like god what's going on with this where's yeah, that's what I feel like. A loss of some kind. I just think all kinds of like bad life events, if I don't filter it right, will put me in an orphan spirit or get me stuck down there.
0: Is it always when we're missing something? Because in all those things you say, it sounds like we're missing an answer from God or we're missing a contact from God or we're missing a person who has passed away or missing an answer to something or I don't know, what's the antithesis of that? That like something is there? Is there... Any other like category that could push us yeah. down there? Or is it almost a, always missing something? I
1: mean, that worry well could be that yeah, because I've been talking about we got to we have to find God all satisfying and all sufficient, and so it's something I think that should satisfy me that I don't have or I've lost it, or something I think will really provide meet my need that'll make be sufficient for me and I lose it, and so I'm I'm not trusting God as all satisfying and all sufficient.
0: And hmm. So, yeah, okay, I see some words on here repent and resist did you get to talk about that much on sunday morning? yeah rest and resist i talked about repent and believe oh sorry now Uh i'm seeing repent feeds into believe Uh and and maybe that's a good segue you caught that because that's kind of our way up and out of yes right the orphan cycle and into yeah the child of god cycle just
1: not detecting it but but of the five disciplines i had the last one was that repent and believe but i have to say father i'm down here i'm sorry forgive me yeah. It's not where I belong. I confess that to you, and I am choosing to trust your
0: word, right. the train. That's the train, yeah. I
1: believe, I'm putting the fact of who I, I don't feel like a new creation right now, but yeah. I trust that's what you say, and I need to live into that. Today. And that's
0: our way out, is not following our feeling, right? but trusting yes. and believing yeah. what he says about us. Because I feel true. like this
1: is so much about feeling down here,
0: right? sure, and
1: not about fact. Well,
0: because you're not an orphan, in fact. It is totally right. about feeling. Yes. Because you just feel like an orphan, but you're not yeah, one. But you're not right yep and so your feelings
1: dominate you the feelings are driving the train of your life and yeah. that's why the repent and believe is okay. so important
0: and then sorry so i botched it but resist and, re- and and rest then
1: yeah that when i'm living up here and i i did this a lot in the first two sermons i talked about there's no true shalom no rest for your soul when you're living for a false identity that's only found when he's centered and so my soul is at rest when i'm living up here and When I'm living down here, it's not at rest. And what I'm actually doing is I'm resisting um, who he says that I am. I'm resisting to live into that. And I'm I'm being kind of, there is a degree of self-will to it, I think. And Mm. I'm choosing to follow what I feel instead of what I know to be true from him. And so that's why the rest and resist things are on there.
0: Okay. There's one more word that I want to pick out on here. um, And that's isolation. And that's down there in the orphan cycle. And I don't. I didn't hear. Once again, I was on YouTube and I was doing something else while I was listening, so I could have missed this. But did you get to talk much about the isolation piece? No, didn't mention that at all. Actually, sadly. perfect. Huh? Perfect. Yeah. Great. So what, we'd get it today. What would you have said if you had had time for it?
1: Yeah, that I when I when I get living in that that orphan spirit, it does tend to isolate me. Um, and you said something you can. I want you to re- reference again. I mean, go ahead. You talked about getting in that self echo chamber. Yeah, that it. it oh, I just yeah. turn inward, and all I'm thinking about is me, and I'm in here, and it it does isolate me from others. It isolates me from God.
0: Yeah. So what? Yeah. Just that when we're when we're living as an orphan in that orphan mindset, that it's it almost always happens in isolation, right? Like if we're a part of healthy community that is speaking truth to us and walking alongside us, reminding us of God's word pretty hard to live live as an orphan when that's consistently a part of your life right yeah like this happens so often when we physically separate ourselves from others spiritually mentally emotionally and then yeah i mean what i said to you was just that our brains become an echo chamber where we haven't we create a false narrative and then instead of truth being interjected into it and speaking out against it and riding us back into um the way that christ would have for us we feed that false narrative and oh you know oh maybe that is true oh well this happened well and there's no one there to stop it, right? Yeah. And it's all because we're in isolation. Yeah.
1: And I think, I, I just wonder if guys really struggle with this. Because guys, we have our man cave, right? And I think when we get in a not in a good place, mm. that's what we do is we go very internal. Yeah. And that's what I feel like. I think if when men get to where they're like, they have this sense that there's something not right in their life, that they're not walking closely with God, they're probably living that orphan, orphan spirit. They aren't living in their man cave. They don't want to talk to other guys about that stuff. You just keep that hidden. You keep the image going that you look good, that you're doing good, but
0: internally probably feeling very isolated. Yeah. Which is why the upcoming men's retreat is so key, right? Yeah. Very, very important. Because you're going to, do you want to share in 10 seconds or less just what we're going to talk about? Keith
1: Roy, a dear friend who's done a lot of men's stuff is coming, he's gonna talk about the seven lies that men believe and those seven lies, I think drive me down there into that orphan spirit. When I start believing that stuff, I get isolated, I get internal, I'm not a good husband, I don't engage my family in a healthy way, I don't engage other people in a healthy way
0: and then I end up living down there and for guys, that's not good. Yeah is one of the seven lies that men believe that the NFL rigged the Chiefs to lose. Is that one <laughs> I of the, think that is. Is that that's one the of the eighth? Seven? I'm
1: going to tell him we need to talk <laughs> that's about the eighth, eighth one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Keith is from Missouri and he's a, he's a big he was a big St. Louis Rams fan, so I'm sure he was pulling for the Oh Rams man, I, he sounds like a great guy already. Guys, this has been week 4. Um we hope this was helpful once again. If you don't have the card, grab one. If you're looking at it and you're like, "What in the world is going on here?" Um hopefully this is helpful. If you still have questions, please email or grab someone on staff garen preferably um because he's the author of all this but i think we all have talked about it enough and and know it enough that we would happily walk through with you or answer any questions that we can so this is really helpful it's just a tool it's just a tool to get us to live as children of god and not um as spiritual orphans in isolation so and and maybe one last push on this isolation thing right oh you know, yeah definitely the, that we're in this COVID season and everybody's got to be careful and go at their own pace, which we totally understand. But a word of caution against isolating for too long, not just physically, but spiritually, emotionally, and all that is that this is where this orphan spirit starts to take over. So maybe if some of those four detection clues started to sound familiar to you, um, I mean, maybe it's time to find ways, if not physically to plug back in on a Sunday morning, then at least like with a life group or a zoom group or something, because- we're better as a body when we're together, right? It's, it's tough yep, definitely. when you're out there on your it's, own. Yes. Yep.
1: I couldn't do it alone. That's okay. why I've got accountability partners. So
0: Okay. Great. Uh, week five coming up. Sneak peek. Uh,
1: sneak peek. Um,
0: I, I was
1: doing well, understanding my identity, but I was finding an area of my life I was still struggling with, and I couldn't figure out why. And um, in a conversation with a very dear friend, I realized that I was trying to be God, instead of living as a creature, I was trying to be the creator and it really helped me with a lot of things I was struggling with. So I'm going to Hmm. talk about that because it is
0: tied to identity, but also a little bit different. So Kind of a teaser. Yeah. Man, we should have like that, that guy who does all the movie trailers like in a world (laughs) where Garen Forsyth struggles (laughs) with his identity. (laughs) We'll hire that guy for next time. Guys, thanks for being with us. Um, Hope this was helpful for you.